What up, guys? Your boy Quake back with a brand new episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast. And it is officially cold outside. Uh, I got my hoodie on. Uh, today was really cold. It was like 60 degrees. So, uh, you know, I used to live back in Iowa and the weather there would obviously get like negative 10 and all this crazy stuff. And then when I moved here to Georgia, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's not even cold. Now I'm getting used to Georgia. So now if it gets 60, all of a sudden I'm freezing. When back when I was in Iowa, it wasn't that cold at all. So, uh, yeah, that's I just enjoy the, the change in weather. That's something that I just wanted to address. It's something cool that I'm like, okay, finally we're done with the blazing heat. Get into the you know the colder weather. I don't like snow personally, but I do like the colder weather. Uh, today's episode is going to be a lot about Aubrey, Drake, Champagne, you know, uh, whatever he goes by, the goat to some people. Um, there's gonna be a lot I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna rank all of Drake's albums. I'm gonna talk about for all the dogs. I'm gonna talk about, you know, uh, the criticism. I'm gonna talk about moving forward what I think Drake is and what he's going to be and what he should do. You know, I'm not, you know, the number one guy for you know Drake's stuff and, but my opinion is my opinion. I think this is something I saw coming from a mile away and it happens to the best of them. But we'll get into that. A little bit later in the podcast, I want to get into some of the news, talk about some of the different things that's happening, and then it'll be Drake for the next like forty minutes to an hour. So if you're if you're if you're not a fan of Drake, you don't want to hear about Drake. This is not the podcast episode for you. I assure you, it is not because it's damn near going to be mostly Drake. Seventy percent of this is going to be Drake. So uh, let's get into the news first. So Soldier Boy's ex has been given the green light to seize his cars and cash to satisfy the $500,000 debt that he owes her for the alleged domestic uh, violence. So let's go over the article. Uh, Soldier Boy has just discovered that he'll have a, he'll have to part with a few assets, including his cash and his cars, to satisfy a debt he owes to his ex that totals more than half a million dollars. Court documents obtained by Radar Online reveal that the Crank That rapper will have to surrender his yellow Bentley, a red Lamborghini, a Dodge Charger Hellcat, and a yellow Mercedes, the court order, which was signed on Friday, September 29th, states that he will also have to surrender a diamond-studded Soldier Boy neck chain worth $10,000 and a black Cartier watch worth $8,000, as well as cash over $1,000, in order to satisfy a debt totaling close to $500,000, which Soldier Boy's ex, Kayla Myers, won in a lawsuit against the rapper. The order also states that the sheriff's department will enter Soldier Boy's property at any given time to seize the property and he is not allowed to interfere with the seizure. So it could happen at any time. He just wakes up, and all of a sudden, a bunch of people are there seizing his stuff. That's probably one of the worst feelings uh, to go through, especially if you worked your ass off for a lot of stuff that you own. So um, back in July, the rapper uh, revealed to the courts that despite bragging about all the money he makes and has made, he doesn't own the home he lives in, and he has a debt to the IRS totaling more than $1 million. Once more, as the Kiss Me for, Through the Phone rapper admits that his assets are limited, he only he owns three cars, two worth two hundred fifty thousand each, and one worth one hundred thousand. Has about eighteen thousand worth of jewelry and fifty thousand dollars worth of stock. He made these revelations in an attempt to prevent the courts from levying um, the punitive damages awarded to Myers, and failing that to throw the case uh, to get a retrial. So he failed at that, but. Um, Unsuccessful efforts, and he's basically exhausted all things. I don't know if bankruptcy could could fall into this if he decides to file for bankruptcy. I don't know how that would work in a situation like this. But, uh, you know, it's 
you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, if you actually put her hands on her and she's suing and, you know, she's got all this proof and, you know, for assault, battery, you know, all this stuff, you know, kidnapping her, you know, that's, you know, she deserves the money, man. It's not a gold digger situation at all, you know. So anybody saying, oh, she's a lion, this, and she's, you don't know, you weren't there. So to accuse a woman of being a gold digger and just wanting money from somebody, if you actually did that stuff, he deserved, you know, you should pay by paying her. Uh, half a million seems more than reasonable for me. Um, you know, just don't put your hands on people. Don't put your hands on women. Don't put your hands on anybody. Uh, handle the situation professionally. You're a celebrity. Uh, you can hire security, kick people out, and move accordingly. So uh, hopefully this motivates Soldier Boy to kind of do better and be better. I know he has a kid. He's got a new son or a daughter, I think. I don't know. Um, recently, he's got that kid. And uh, hopefully that changes him and, you know, he stays away from you know, all the stupid drama and stuff like that. So we'll keep our eye on this, but it's clear that, you know, at any given point, he's going to lose a lot of what he's got um, materialistic-wise. I think I talked about it a long time ago about how Soldier Boy should not be renting the place that he's living at. Like, if you're in Los Angeles, own a house. That's, like, the first thing you should be doing is owning property, not renting it. Renting it at that level with that much amount of money is the dumbest thing you can do. It makes no sense unless... Renting only makes sense unless you don't want to live somewhere for longer than like three years. If you want to live there for a year, two years, and move around, maybe in the third year, move around to somewhere else, and you you're not you're not somebody who likes to stay in one place in one state for a while, you rent. That's the only time I can see it making sense because you don't have to worry about having to sell the property and then move on to the next property. For rent, you can just say, Hey, my lease is up at this moment, I'm out. And that's it. Like, for example, for this office, I rent because, you know, I need to eventually save up, buy some land, and build my own office. That's the goal. But right now, I'm renting. So, you know, at any moment, I can leave. My contract's actually up, but I have a 30-day, every every 30 days, it renews. So, all I got to do is let the the land uh, landlord or landowner, whatever you want to call them, let them know ahead of time that I want to leave, and I can leave. That's the beautiful part about renting. Had I owned this land or owned this property and I wanted to leave and not be here, I'd have to wait until it sells, deal with all that, and then go somewhere else. So that's the only time when renting to me makes sense. Or obviously, if you don't want to, you know, uh, if you don't have the money to put down payments and stuff like that, then it makes sense that you rent because, you know, now housing market's insane. But Soldier Boy's obviously, quote unquote, rich, whatever you want to call that. Um, and he's got money. He's made money throughout the years. So to him, owning a property shouldn't be that hard. You know, I'm not referring this to the average citizen like us. For us, it's a little bit harder to buy property, own and stuff like that. But for somebody that's a multimillionaire at that level, uh, he should he should have owned property a long time ago. Renting is the dumbest thing you can do at that level. Uh, if I was making, you know, 50 grand a month, I would be owning stuff, not renting it, you know. So, yeah, we'll keep our eye on this. Uh, sad situation overall because, you know, it just derails everybody's life. Uh, she got probably trauma from all that stuff. He, you know, he's going to be losing a lot of his hard-earned assets because, you know, just being, you know, stupid in the situation. But don't put your hands on people, man. I, I don't view, you know, I don't, I don't take lightly to uh, domestic violence type of situations. I think you're a coward, especially as a man, if you put your hands on a woman. That's just corny to me. I've never, never liked that. I think any man that, 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 that resorts to that is not a man. That's a boy. That's somebody that deserves to get their, you know, what beat uh, because, you know, uh, Corny, corny, corny overall. So we'll keep our eye on this and see see what's what's going to happen next. Congratulations to 21 Savage. So he's reportedly gotten his um, 
you know, he's re- resolved his uh, immigration issues that he's had, you know, being born in the UK and then living in Atlanta and being raised there. Uh, he's probably had a lot of issues to try to be officially, officially a U.S. citizen. That is very hard to get. I was lucky at a young age when, you know, we had our war in our country. We got brought to America. We got our U.S. citizenship probably within two years. I want to say my parents worked really diligently hard to get that and get us approved because they knew how important that would be. Uh, because if we didn't have our U.S. citizenship, we could have got kicked out at any moment for anything. And, uh, you know, if 21 Savage, you know, breaks any law, could have got kicked out and put back in the U.K. at any moment. So, um, luckily, I got it, like, probably when I was, like, six years old, seven years old. So, I've been a U.S. citizen since then. So, I've never had to worry about, like, um, I mean, it's not like I commit crimes anyways, you know, besides giving uh, these opinions on music and doing these documentaries. I don't really do anything. Um, you know, that's, you know, going to be causing problems to anybody. So, um, yeah, let's go over the article. I know Drake mentioned it in 8 a.m. Charlotte. He talked about, you know, getting the green green card straight out of consulate. You know, he talks. Uh, so Billboard is reporting that the 21 Savage uh, rapper has indeed gotten a green card and fixed immigration issues stemming from his 2019 near deportation. The magazine sources say that Savage is currently planning an international tour. Congratulations to him. Because seeing the world is beautiful and touring around the world is beautiful. Uh, 21 Savage has been performing with Drake at um, It's All a Blur tour, but he notably, notably did not appear on any Canadian dates, though whether that had anything to do with immigration issues is unconfirmed. He did, by the way, by the time this article was written, uh, Drake performed in Toronto, Canada for his last show on the It's All a Blur tour, and 21 Savage was there. So, congratulations. He's clearly cleared up any immigration issues uh you know a while ago he's arrested by ice in february 2019 um and they said uh, savage initially entered the u.s legally in july 2005 but subsequently failed to depart under the terms of his non-immigrant visa and he became unlawfully present in the u.s when his visa expired in july 2006 so he's been unlawfully in america since july 2006 which is wild because he became famous and all that you would think by the time he became famous you know, something, somebody would look into something related to him. Uh, in addition to being in violation of federal immigration law, Mr. Abraham Joseph was convicted on felony drug charges in October 2014 in Fulton County, Georgia. So even that, you would think by that point he would have got like deported, but uh, something clearly helped him out where they kind of, uh, you know, fixed all that situation. When you got money, you can kind of resolve a lot of different things. I don't know if he was, no, he wasn't famous in 2014. Was he? When was was the first record that blew up? I think it was 2016. I could be wrong. What's that song? Uh, Bad Bitches in the Condo. I forget what the fuck, man. Motherfucker stick tongue. Then you got that bank. uh, Yeah, that was 2017. The first, it's the album, his first album. Let's see. What was the the mixtape records? Man, I forget. Savage Mode. That was in 2016. Yeah, so he wasn't even famous around that time. He didn't have money to do much of anything. But, yeah, that X record. My ex, bitch. I forget that fucking record. Yeah, there's so much music. I got to re- revisit his catalog. It's been a minute. He hasn't dropped an album like solo in a while. So I got to check that out as well. Um, Yeah, so congratulations to 21 Savage. Figured it out. He performed in Canada. He's probably going to do a world tour. That is very, very dope, man. I encourage... Every rapper, artist, anybody, even not even artists, regular people, man, travel the world if you can. If you ever are presented the opportunity, I know it's at certain points expensive. 
But don't be scared to travel the world, man. Don't read articles that, that scare you and say, oh, this is going to happen in Mexico and this is going to happen in Africa and this this is going to happen in uh, the UK. You're going to get stabbed for your watch or whatever. They, you know, stupid shit that you read online. Obviously, do your research and try to seem as as a part of the area as you can. What I mean by that is like not not don't make it seem like you don't know what the hell is going on when you travel because people will take advantage of you. That's just the reality. Um, you know, I've seen it happen to me, but I can pick up on it and I try to be as, you know, learn about the culture as much as possible. Pretend like I've been there for, you know, I've visited multiple times. Like when I went to Cabo, Mexico, never been to Cabo, Mexico, but I pretend like I knew what was going on, even though most of the time I was clueless, but just move with a certain swag, move with, with certain, you know, like just have confidence in what you're, when you're traveling, know that, you know, you're not an idiot just because you don't know a language. You know, that's, that's the misconception. Um, my parents got, you know, uh, in America, they got treated poorly in a lot of different workplaces because people thought just because they don't know English, they're stupid. But no, my parents picked up on a lot of things, you know, and that's, that's, that's when you're traveling, make sure you, you're not naive to things, you know. The same rules apply to life all over the world, just different languages, different cultures. So know that if you're going to, what was it, one girl got arrested for touching an arm, uh, somebody's arm in uh, Dubai, I think it was Dubai, somewhere, you know, in the Middle East. They have a lot of stricter rules, you know. In Morocco, you can't you can't show any affection when you're on a date at all. I think if you're married to the person, you can show affection, like, in public. But you can't grab someone's arm and, you know, kiss them. You can't do none of that. Like, here in America, you can, you know, show love, kiss, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you can't do any more extreme things like that because that's insane, but... I'm just saying in Morocco, you can't do any of that. You can't even, nothing, nothing. You guys just walk together, eat, that's it. You know, wherever you're out, but you can't, you know, sit here and dance and do all these crazy things and touch each other in weird ways and appropriate ways, whatever. So there's different rules in different cultures, but don't let that sway you away from traveling the world, man. I highly encourage people, do not be one of those people that just stays in your area and never wants to travel, man. Life is too short experience something new and who knows man you might run into some cool people might find the the love of your life if you're you know single but if you have a partner man travel with a partner is even more beautiful you know so that's something that i dream to get is eventually you know get into a relationship and travel with my partner that'd be really cool so uh like i said i encourage 21 savage do that international tour every artist do international tours you might not sell a lot in some areas but who cares man at least you get to experience part of the world um and say that hey i stepped foot in this in this part of the world so uh, congratulations, 21 Savage. Very, very dope. Flowrider. Uh, this is insane, you know, uh, lawsuit, but I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind her getting awarded all this money. So Flowrider's uh, ex or baby mama, basically his ex, uh, is willing to settle with companies she believes are responsible for her six-year-old's five-story fall. It's a long fall. If they're willing to fork over $40 million. According to documents obtained by TMZ on Thursday, October 5th, Alexis Adams said she is willing to take $20 million each from the two sets of defendants to make her suit for her son's fall go away. Back in March, Zoar Dillard fell five stories down from Jersey City apartment building where he lives with his mother. Zoar is a special needs child and reportedly has been diagnosed with autism and brain condition called hydrocephalus. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hydrocephalus. I think, yeah, that's probably hydrocephalus. As a result of the fall, he suffered a shattered pelvis, um, 
metatarsal fractures, a liver laceration, internal bleeding, and collapsed lungs. Ooh, that's crazy to say all that. Uh, damn, for a five-year-old, that's tough. For a six-year-old. Uh, Adams filed suit against a property management company, a window installer, and a construction company the same month, blaming them for installing incorrect-sized guards on the windows. In June, uh, Goldberg Management, the property management company involved, filed a motion to dismiss. The attorneys for the management company have categorically denied any responsibility for Zohar's fall. While it has yet to be dismissed, TMZ reports there's no indication in the docs that any of the defendants are interested in paying that amount to resolve the case as it pertains to the settlement offer. So they did offer a settlement, but she didn't agree to it. She wanted $40 million. Uh, Florey was embroiled in a bitter battle with his ex over child support payments for Zoar for quite some time, but he eventually ordered to hand he eventually, but he was eventually ordered to hand over a substantial sum to this past spring. On May 25th, Insider reported that the New York judge ordered my house rapper to cough up a monthly and annual payments totaling five hundred thousand to Adams. Damn. The order, which was issued by family court, uh, made clear that the rapper must pay fourteen hundred a month for child support plus more than twenty two hundred a month for health insurance and set up an escrow account for three hundred thousand for Zoar's care. Once more, uh, Florida was or Florida, Florida. It's close to Florida. I uh, was ordered to pay Adams. 188000 immediately, which was used to cover Zohar's school and other costs. Damn, fucked up. 500000 then 14000 a month, plus 2200 a month for health insurance. Um, though neither Florida nor Adams issued a statement after judge ruling, Adams' attorney uh, did speak to Insider. She's grateful to the court that it's over. First, you know, I could see why she's suing for $40 million, Um, But if they offered a settlement that was pretty reasonable, like in the millions... I would just go for the settlement. I think forty million is a bit stretch. I think she should get it, you know, because fuck these companies. You know, a lot of these companies screw people over regardless. So anytime a person can screw over a company, especially if it's a big one, I don't know if this is a big company, but if it's a big company, if you can screw over a big company, I'm all for that. A lot of these big companies screw little people over every single day. I don't know the story behind it, but forty million. If she gets at least twenty million out of that forty, I'm all for it. Um, but they they had a settlement like amount that they wanted to settle, but, um, she didn't, she didn't want it. So, you know, the kid suffered a lot and he's already, he already was born with, you know, disadvantages with autism, brain condition, hydros, and, you know, then falling, falling and all that, uh, made it 10 times worse. So, and then fluoride has to pay, you know, I think the child support thing is wild though, man, 14,000 a month. It's like, I don't understand how child support work. Like, I don't understand why you have to pay. Like, if you're rich, you have to pay for your kid to have the same type of lifestyle as you do. Now, I understand a little bit of it because, you know, if you're a multimillionaire, you live in a mansion and your son comes with you, hey, daddy, I want to hang out with you, blah, 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 you're in a mansion, cool. And then they go back to with their mom and they're living in some Section 8 housing. That's a whole different, you know, lifestyle change. I get that point of it, but... If I think in court, if you can prove already she has a nice house, you know, nice, you know, things overall, and the only thing that's changing is just monthly support for the child, you know, she shouldn't, you know, we sh- like you shouldn't have to pay for the woman's lifestyle as well, which is wild. Like, I think she should have a job, or even if the roles reverse, the guy should have a job as well. Like, you know, I, I don't know, the whole child support thing is crazy, but I think she does deserve the money, you know, 20 million, 40 million, whatever the case may be. Um, because I'm sure the settlement was like something low, five hundred thousand, maybe a million, if that. 
Um, and a kid falling and almost dying, I think I would want more money than that um, out of the whole situation. So, you know, we'll keep our eye on this, but, uh, you know, $40 million is no joke. That's going to be a hard, hard task for her to get that kind of money. She's going to have to really prove uh, that they're at fault for that, you know, at, unequivocally, you know. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye out and see. Uh, prayers out to their family, though. That's, that's a lot to go through, man. All right, that is the news I wanted to touch on. Now, for the next 40 minutes to possibly an hour, it's going to be just Drake, 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 Aubrey, Drake, whatever, whatever you want to call them. The GOAT, Drake, Aubrey, Champagne, uh, Jimmy from Degrassi, whatever, right? Uh, first, I want to talk about something that he, so he had his like show that he did before he released an album, so he ended up. That album was supposed to come out at 12 at night, usually, like all albums do, Thursday night, going on to Friday. And I was going to actually live stream, I was thinking about it, but then, you know, I got the word that Drake is going to, you know, drop it at 6 in the morning. So I was like, all right, there's no point in me, because I had to be up early that day as well. So then I thought about, I was like, man, should I wake up really that early and start going live just for a Drake album? I didn't have to be that up that early, but... So I thought about it, I was like, nah, let me just, you know, I woke up at like 8.30, had to be, had to, to me, 8.30 is early. I know some people are probably like, what the fuck, Quake, 8.30 is nothing, I wake up way earlier than that. To me, it's early because I usually stay up late at night, 2, 3, 4, sometimes in the morning, working or doing, you know, whatever I'm doing. So I fall asleep later in the night and I wake up probably like 11, 12, because I get my six hours usually asleep. I try to get six to seven hours, maybe even eight if possible. So to me, 8.30 in the morning is early. To me, that's not my normal schedule, how I do things. So I had to be up. I woke up at 8.30, had to be somewhere at 9.30. So got up, showered, blah, blah, blah. Saw the second I woke up, you know, I, I usually go to Twitter most of the time. This time I went immediately because I was like, all right, Drake dropped at 6. I'm sure there's people tweeting about it, talking about it. Let's see what, what, the, what the word is about this album right now so far. And for the most part, most people were saying it was bad, but I, you know, I give every artist the benefit of the doubt. The album just came out only two hours, two and a half hours had passed. Most people just go with their first thoughts and shit on things just for reactions. So I'm like, okay, let me actually give this album a chance. Let me listen to it first before I even go off of what other people are saying. I never do that. I like to give the artist a chance, listen to the album. So as I'm driving to this location, I just start, I start listening to the album. I listen to probably the first four to, f by the time I make it there, it took me about like 20 minutes, probably 25 minutes. So I probably listened to five, six tracks. I don't know, however long 20 minutes worth of music is, 25, however long that was. Five, five tracks, I'll just say that. Wasn't really happy with the five tracks I listened to, I think. Let me see what the track list is because I've listened to this album probably four or five times fully, about four times fully right now. So I want to give you guys my review on the album and, you know, what I think of it and all that. So five tracks in I was. And I really wasn't a fan of the first five tracks. Um, Virginia Beach, you know. First, let, let's, let's before I jump into the album, because I'm excited to jump into the album. Give me a little, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about what Drake said on his show. So before the album dropped. At 6 in the morning, Drake had his OVO show and decided just to talk about, you know, what he's kind of going through in life and the album, blah, blah, blah. And he said something that was very interesting, something that I've been saying Drake should do a while ago. And I know on the podcast, I probably got episodes I can pull up where I say this. I say this about every artist because people get tired of hearing you. People get tired of you 
dominating and people get tired. They just don't want to hear you anymore. They're exhausted. And Drake has managed to hold on to people not getting exhausted of him for a while, the longest. That's why his longevity consistently is the longest in hip-hop ever. Uh, there's no debate in that. Uh, he's basically dominating for 15 years. What he said in the 8 a.m. in Charlotte is damn near true. Uh, whether people want to admit it or not and say this and that, I think I think his dominance has fell off in terms of, yeah, I could I could argue less than 15 years a little bit, but people are going to say, you know, these last three albums are dominance because he had number ones. and But I, I'll get into that later. Anyways, you know, 15 years of consistently dropping music and consistently being recognized as one of the best, if not the best, will take your toll on you. So I said in 2000, when did we start, when I started this podcast, late 2020, I said around there, late 2020, when Certified Loverboy dropped, I said Drake should just take a break and just disappear for a couple of years and reflect and take in life and experience more life and, you know, just be a human, go out, you know, enjoy life, enjoy the fruits of your label, you know, you know, maybe date women, you know, that way you can get some type of, you know, stories from these type of things and whatever, just experience life, just live life. Because when artists deliver, 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 they eventually burn out and eventually people get tired of hearing them. So Drake on the radio show basically said, you know, I'm taking a break from music because I'm having health issues. Basically, he said his stomach is something that's hurting, which stomach problems are probably the worst. Like, I always, I always say teeth. If you have teeth, because I've had teeth issues in my life, um, teeth is probably the most painful because it has the most sensors, you know, in the whole human body. Like it's, it's the worst. And then stomach is probably second. Stomach problems are arguably some of the worst. Like I've had moments where I damn near collapse in the bathroom. Like my stomach's hurting. That bitch is hurting, and I damn near feel like I'm dying. So I understand stomach problems. I understand taking that, but people are just trolling online like, oh, my little tummy hurts, like shit like that about Drake. You know, everybody just clowns Drake in any way they can just for jokes. Um, but I get that. But let's let me play the audio clip for you guys and then, you know, I'll talk about what he said. I, pro I, I probably won't make music for a little bit. I'm going to be real with you. I need to focus on my health first and foremost. Um, and I'll talk about that soon enough um nothing okay. crazy but just Stop. like you know i want people to be healthy in life and i've been having the craziest Stop. problems for years with my stomach i'll just say what it is now i'm saying i was gonna say i'll say it so I, I need to focus on on my health and i need to get right um and i'm gonna do that and then i also need to oh you better yeah 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 wow the timing the timing yes okay sit down i need to um I need to get right. Oh I have God, a lot Jack. of other things oh my that God, uh, I would love to focus on. So oh I'm going to lock God, the door Jack. in the studio for a little bit. I don't oh even know God, what a little Jack. bit is. Um, maybe, maybe a year Jack. or something. Or maybe a little longer. Yo, there's a party next uh, door feature. He is here. Just walked in, by the way. Literally, I, I like, like. So, yeah, I don't know. Somebody ripped it from somebody else. So that guy, Chad, Chad is probably Kai Sana. But, um, yeah, he just said probably a year or more. That's not taking a break, Drake. You've been you've been dropping every fucking year, every other year. That's not taking a break. When you're saying taking a break, I want you to take a four to five year hiatus. Taking away two years, three years is not a break because you're going to be doing features. You're going to be out and about. I want you to disappear off like Kendrick. Disappear off the face of the earth to the point where people miss you. Everybody will miss you. I, including, will miss you. 
Because as much as people like to believe I'm a Drake hater, I'm not. And you guys will see when I rank the albums, you guys are going to, all I'm going to be doing is praising Drake for the most part. And I've always enjoyed Drake's music. I think he's one of the most talented artists, not just hip hop in that category, but just overall as an artist, he's super talented. And anybody that denies that or, you know, tries to throw a little bit of writing things and nah, man, every artist, artist, not hip hop, but just artists overall. You know, um, he's going to go down in history books as one of the greatest of all time. Um, but that's a whole different discussion. I think he should take a lot longer of a break. He's dropped three albums, four albums, basically in four years or three years. Um, you know, the one with 21 Savage collab and then these three albums that you drop in 2020, 2021, 2022, or maybe when did Certified Lover Boy come out? I think it was 2021. So, yeah, Certified Lover Boy 2021. Honestly, never mind 2022. All Dogs 2023, and between that, you had the Her Loss album in 2022. So 2022, you dropped two projects back-to-back, uh, -back, which is a lot. Um, so taking a break for a year is not really taking a break. Like I want you three years minimum, five years maximum. You're what, 36 going 37? You have a long, long career still ahead of you. You're very young for the next, let's just say he takes a break at 37. He's turning 37 this month. Takes a three-year break at 40 years old, come back. Or even at 41, four-year break. Or at 42, comes back. What's wrong at 42 years old making music? There is nothing wrong with that. I, Older artists are making music now. Eminem is about to be 50-something. You know, He's making music and people are still enjoying it. Jay-Z's making music at old age. People are still enjoying it. Nas. Now the whole old age stigma, there's a whole audience for hip-hop now. Because hip-hop has been around that long. It's 50 years old now. So now there's an older audience for older artists. And there's nothing wrong with that. And Drake, once he reaches 40s, he's going to be more tied to the older generation and older artists. Um, and that plays into a whole role about this for the All the Dogs album. You know, that Joe Budden said a lot of things about, you know, he needs to act his age, so on and so forth. Um, but that, that he definitely needs to take a break. I've been saying that for a minute. I think every artist, because you burn out, man. Every, every, every year you're delivering something, you're going to burn out. Your inspiration goes away. You're doing like this album. Talking about it, man, it just sounds lackluster. He sounds like he's not inspired. He's just like, ah, just kind of rapping and just doing his thing. Like, ah, you know, I've been dominating this long. It's what do I got to prove at this point? And that's true. You know, what does he have to prove? For the first 10 years up until 2009, after Scorpion drop, he's he's been dominating like it's nothing. For 10 years straight. That's what I would give him. I'll give him 10 years. You could say almost 12 years. I'll give him 10 years 100%. Though 10 years been dominating straight. There's been nobody has been number one dominating like him. You could throw Kendrick. You could throw Cole. Nobody. Nobody. Not Eminem. Not Lil Wayne. Not Jay-Z. Not Nas. Nobody was dominating number one with a bullet like him. Um, So that's, that's a hell of a run, man. 10 years. What artist can you say, even if you want to throw 15, fuck it. You say 15 years of dominance. There's not many artists, man. Every artist has this hiatus or break where they take shit. Jay-Z took that break, right? Ironically, when 50 blew up, he took that break for three years. Didn't drop shit. Um, and that three years to me is considered, that's what I'm saying. Three years considered a break. Every artist that took a break took at least three years. That to me is considered a break. A year or two is not considered a break because they're back in the, 90s and 2000s, we would get albums every two years. We wouldn't get them every single year. We wouldn't get them every six months or whatever the case may be. So 
Yeah, I'm all for Drake taking a break. Minimum three years, maximum five years. Take your break. Maybe get into acting. Maybe explore some other things and come back. Regenerized, rejuvenated, new music, new flow, new style. And yeah, all that. So I, I agree with that. Now let's get into what Joe Budden said about Drake and then Drake responding to Joe Budden because what Joe Budden said was true and what Drake said was true. I agree with both parties on this. Um, and I think Drake cooked Joe Budden for what for what it's worth as well. So uh, let's get into that. So Joe Budden, and I watched the full episode of Joe Budden's podcast where he's talking about the Drake. He didn't really, if you actually watched the full episode, they didn't really shit on Drake. Like, if you take that clip that he's talking about Drake, I can see where people can say he's shit on him. But that's the problem with a lot of media outlets nowadays is that, or just in general, when you're reviewing and talking about things, people just listen to the negative. They don't listen to the whole, you know, thing. And that happens to me. When I did the Eminem versus Machine Gun Kelly, I praised Eminem for God knows how long, and I just said, hey, I like this song better than this song. And boom, everybody shitted on me, got mad, and said, fuck you and hate you. It's like people just listen to that little negative thing. I even do it sometimes when people leave comments on my videos or message me, they'll say, bro, I love your content, and then they'll throw this negative thing, and I'll just pay attention to that. And it's like, bro, he said all these nice things, and then I just pay attention to that. Everybody does it. I check myself as often as I can on that because, you know, everybody has their own opinions and stuff. So uh, Joe Bunn basically just said, I'm going to see if I can play the clip for you guys because I might get copyrighted because Joe Bunn's got his whole his whole own platform here. But basically just Joe Bunn said, hey, um, you know, you need to sound more like yourself, essentially, and not try to sound like the new sound. But you know, that's that's kind of a that's kind of a, something that's gonna fire back at Joe because of you'll. I'll explain to you guys why. But let me play the clip. Like he rapping for the children, and that's my yo dog. I had to look up how old this was when I finished listening to the album. You are 36. Your birthday is in 20 days. I Googled that too. You are 37 <laughs> years old. Get the f away from some of these younger niggas and stop f***ing these 25-year-olds. I, I agree with what Joe Budden's saying. A lot of the music sounds way too much catered to the TikTok audience, to younger kids. Yachty's influence on it is a lot, you can tell. Yachty's kind of made him more uh, younger more youthful and more for the, the kids. Um, but here, here's the crazy, here's the crazy take for me. His older albums sound more mature than his newer albums. That's wild, right? Cause he was younger when he released his older albums, but the older he's got, the more he sounded catering more to like TikTok and newer kids, which to me is crazy. It's like a, a flip you know, you would think the thank me later, take care, nothing was the same would be stuff, you know, now that he would be making. And these type of last certified lover boy, um, honestly, never mind. And, uh, you know, for all the dogs would be, and even the her loss with 21 Savage would be projects he would release as a new artist. But it's flipped. But that's, I think that's where the secret sauce comes with Drake is that that's why he's had longevity. So it's like a double, double-edged sword here where, you know, if he doesn't cater to the new crowd, he's going to be considered old and then he's not going to be relevant and people are going to clown him and say whatever they say. If he does, you know, if he does cater to the new crowd, you get stuff like this where you're too old to be rapping like this. You're too old to be doing this. So 
there's no way you can win. At this point, it's about making music that he wants to make. And that's what he caters. That's what he likes. He likes newer sounds, newer things. And Drake should not be, and this is the burden that Drake gets. This is where I respect Drake to an immense level that no artist has had to deal with. And I'm telling you right now, no artist has had to deal with this. Drake is expected to carry the new sound still after 15 years. That should not be the case. There should be right now an artist, and unfortunately, I think a lot of these artists that had the newer sounds died. XXXTentacion, Pop Smoke, Juice World. Those three, I can even throw Lil Peep in there. I've listened to Lil Peep's music. It is something different. Had he been alive, I think he would have been another one of those that would have carried a new sound. Unfortunately, a lot of those people that were carrying new sounds and bringing new energy have died. So it leaves this gap, and Drake being this number one guy all the time, everybody's looking at him for the new wave, the new sound. What is he going to do? At his level, though, he shouldn't have to create the new sound. He shouldn't have to carry anything. He shouldn't have to do. He should just be doing music, and he's the top guy. He should do whatever he wants to do, and people should, for the most part, gravitate towards to it. Now, here's the thing: Drake did do that house music type of sound. With honestly, never mind. It just didn't hit. It was a great attempt, and I feel like had it had it been executed better, more people would have gone to that sound and would have followed Drake's path. And that's wild after, because what, he dropped that in 2022 after, what, 14 years, 13 years, whatever. People would follow Drake's sound after that. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, and the feedback for the album was very bad, and I can see why. It was just not executed properly. Um, but I salute, like I said, I always salute artists that try new things, that try new new styles, whatever, but just fall short. I'd rather you try new things and fall short than consistently stick to some bullshit sound and, you know, get boring over the years. So Drake's always been the type to kind of try new things and people throw that bullshit culture vulture shit, which I disagree. I don't think he's a culture vulture at all. He's just trying new sounds. That whole culture vulture term is just it's ridiculous. Um, but... You know, so Joe Bunn saying this, you know, uh, you're you're trying to you know trying to cater. I want you to go more old. If he does that, if he gives more mature stuff, it's not going to hit with audio. Like he's not going to get those number ones. He's not going to be the top dominant guy like everybody's saying anymore. Because now you're catering to a different audience that doesn't stream as much, that doesn't purchase as much, that doesn't you know keep you relevant with like likes, shares, all this stuff on social media. So. You know, I you know it's it's a slippery slope, man. As an artist at this point in your career, it, it gets it, you, you're gonna get pulled in every which way, man. And that happens to everyone, every content creator. I've even got pulled in directions. Do this type of content. Do this. Do this. I want you to do this type of videos. There are people that are literally telling me, all I want from you and all the type of videos you should do is who really won videos and that's it, or what happened to videos and that's it. Imagine if I just did those, like I would fall off the face of the earth and nobody would give a fuck after a while. So that's why I've expanded, done different things. I, you know, I have to expand and do different things or else, you know, I don't grow with, with the times, you know. Um, but, you know, at Drake's level is a whole different level. You're dealing with something that, that that's a multi-billion dollar thing. Like he brings in billions. He's worth a billion. He brings in billions. So obviously this stuff's a lot more calculated. A lot more relies on him. Um, so his sound, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be the one carrying it, man. There should be somebody new, and like I said, I feel like those all those people died, and it's unfortunate. But I think as maybe there's going to be somebody new that comes along that, that brings new energy. And I think Pop Smoke was the last one to do that. Uh, Juice World was there. XXXTentacion was there. 
uh, little peep of possible because the most recent one. And he brought something new, more aggressive, deeper sounding voice, less of the mimicking and more of the new drill, whatever the fuck, whatever you want to call it, that that, that sound that came from the UK. Um, but he, you know, unfortunately he passed away. So, uh, yeah. So after Joe Budden said that, caught headlines all over the place, uh, Drake responded to him. And to be honest with you, he's not wrong. He has his right. Joe Budden has his right. So let's read what, what Drake has said. You have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you're doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember you're watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for success. A quitter give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switch careers because the things that pop into your brain had you broke living check to check and the raps you write had 450 men showing up to your shows in, dust, <laughs> in dusty NC jeans to screw up their face to New Music 29 and pretend you are the GOAT. Please, to any artist that's doing what they feel is right, don't let these opinions affect your mindset after the fact. This guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering. You retired and we never hung up your jersey. We don't even remember your number. We know you for doing this. You withdrew from rap. Not because you accomplished all you need to. It's because it wasn't working for you. I never want anybody in the generations to think that the whole everybody's entitled to their opinion is a real thing. This is a man projecting his own self-hate and the fact that I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you need it, put it in simpler terms. If you need it, if you need to put it in simpler terms, I own a 767, which is talking about his own jet. Uh, he owns a modest house in the 973 and flies first class on special occasions. A modest house. That is hilarious. Joe Budden responded and said, you'll grow up sooner or later. Father time is undefeated. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. Drake is right. Joe Budden never got mainstream success in his music. But that doesn't make Joe Budden a bad artist. Joe Budden has great music. He is a great artist. And the fact is, Drake would rap like Joe Budden a while ago, back in 2008, 2007. He would get a lot of his style from Joe Budden. He even admitted that. And he's praised Joe Budden back in 2009, 2010. Joe Budden has it on his own YouTube channel when he started Joe Budden TV back then. Um, so Drake completely clowning Joe Budden as somebody as dismissible. And then they had that little beef where Joe Budden was giving him bars, whooping Drake's ass, and all Drake could do was hop on a song with French Montana and give him a little subliminals. Which I'm going to talk about the whole, how Drake could 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 rejuvenate his career and make it very interesting a little bit down the line. But, you know, uh, Joe Budden has a point and Drake has a point. Uh, there's nothing wrong with critiquing. If you become a public figure, everybody's going to critique going to critique you. There's nothing wrong with that. I think everybody's critiquable. Now, I don't think you should consume everybody's critique. Like like Drake listening to me, right? I'm just some fucking YouTuber with 600,000 subscribers. Cool. I'm not this big, you know, guy who's going to dictate, you know, the culture and what people listen to. You know, I'm not at that level. If I get to that level like Joe Budden's at, different story. And then I can see why he would go back and forth with me. But me saying, you know, let's say I don't like this album, I'll say this, I'll oh, fuck Drake at this, that doesn't matter. That should have mattered to him. He should see, like, he should pay attention to critiques from people that are at his level or 
at our high level. So Joe Budden's up there, but not like musically. He's never reached that high level. So I could see how, you know, Drake could have just ignored what Joe Budden said. Um, but clearly, it, it, it what Joe Budden said got to Drake. In one way or another, it did affect him. Because to write this long paragraph in response to Joe Budden says something. It says that what Joe Budden said has some truth to it. And I agree with Joe Budden. I think... I think we've had that Drake TikTok, you know, like I remember he dropping Tusi Slide with that dance. Like that song went number one just for that week. But hey, everybody was doing the dance, key, whatever the fuck, not the kiki in my feelings, but you know, put your left leg. I don't know what the fuck the record was about, but Tusi Slide, like that was another record that was like catering TikTok. And I get it. Um, that's 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 kind of what's kept his relevance. But what would make Drake even greater if he could keep his relevance doing something totally different and not catering to the new generation? That's another thing that would give him a lot more props. But Drake can't do it all. Um, actually, you know, there's a certain point where I thought he could do it all. I mean, I'm like, damn, this guy is not stopping with hits. Like, Drake Drake deserves a lot more praise, a lot more love. Like, when this guy officially retires, doesn't drop any music, gets old, a lot more people are going to remember how great he is because he's done a lot, man. He's done a lot consistently churning out hits. That's not fucking easy, man. If that was easy, a lot of artists would have kept it. Mind you, a lot of artists could only hold on to that dominance for three, four years, maybe at best. Most artists, what Eminem held on to it till 2003. 50 then took it on from 2003 to what? You could say 2006, 2007 if you want to stretch it. Then from 2007 to 2010, you could say Kanye and Lil Wayne had their Lil Wayne had dominance a couple of years, and Kanye all of a sudden had dominance. But most people can't hold that. And then after that, after Kanye, it was pretty much Drake. You know, there was years where Kendrick had the better album, or maybe J. Cole, but Drake damn near dominant. Like chart wise, sales wise, he was number one with a bullet. There's nobody that could even compete. I think both have points. And now I want to talk about for all the dogs. And I want to talk about what I think about the album and you know, what my favorite tracks are, why I'm not really, you know, why I'm disappointed because, well, let's get into it. Okay. So for all the, for all the dogs, 23 tracks, uh, a little lengthy. First off, I, I don't like when Drake does these long ass albums. I'm not a fan of it. I think if he condensed a lot of albums, there would be a lot greater. Like, Scorpion is one of them. That if that was condensed more, it would be a really great album. But that's neither here or there. As long as the music's good, I don't give a fuck about the length. But the music here isn't what... And I'm not surprised. This isn't something that I'm surprised by. I expected this. And, uh, yeah. So, overall, and this is going to sound crazy. I only like three tracks off the album. That's it. Uh, the first one, First Person Shooter featuring J. Cole. Enjoyed the hell out of this record. Felt like J. Cole had something to prove, delivered, and spanked Drake and just basically told everybody, like, I'm the best rapper. And J. Cole right now, I think, is the best rapper out. And here's the diff here's what J. Cole has done that I've really, really loved. J. Cole would get a lot of criticism on Twitter when he would drop albums. I remember it. He would get a lot of criticism. People would you know, joke, say he's boring, he's this and that. Or like they would say they sleep to his music. After the, as the years went on, J. Cole's gotten better and better and better and better. And 
is delivering verse after verse after verse after verse after verse. That's just wiping the floor with everybody. Now, even when somebody that's, because people are saying, oh, J. Cole is delivering these amazing verses against artists like Lil Yachty. Who cares? Those artists can't rap. Well, you got somebody with Drake, who's one of the best, arguably, rappers out there right now, bar for bar. And he washes them. It's not even fucking close. Like, anybody that thinks that Drake even, you know, had anything next to J. J. Cole washed them. That's what I mean. Like, J. Cole has proved the, the all the criticism online he gets, he's proved them wrong because he's gotten better and better and better. And I could argue that J. Cole is possibly the only artist that throughout the years has actually gotten better and has actually sold more, aged well better with the music, dominated more in charge as the years went on. When he started, he wasn't doing that. He's doing all right. Boom, boom, boom. Each year, each album, boom, boom, just got better and better. Um, I could argue that. That's a great argument I could make because he's about to probably score his first number one with Drake with his first-person shooter. I know it's probably not going to stay at number one, so I don't really count it as a number one, but, you know, that's that's huge for Drake. I mean, J. Cole, because that just shows growth. He's That little Dirk all my life, that debuted at number two, which is something that J. Cole's never had, a song debut that high up. So things are going in. It's and the ironic thing about this J. Cole thing is he's naming his projects like the fall off. He's going to fall off and he's not going to be relevant anymore. Like he's predicting his fall off, but it's been the opposite. Like he's grown. And he's gotten a lot bigger as the years went on a lot better bar for bar. Uh, so that's somebody that, that proved the critics wrong, that proved all these people wrong and didn't go on like Instagram comments or respond to people, you know, and say this type of stuff. That's another thing that I, I, Drake would critique critiqued Meek Mill about being Twitter fingers, but now he's being that. He's being Instagram common fingers, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, instead of responding to Joe Budden like this, instead of responding to critics, what would make Drake one of the greatest of all time is do what Eminem did. Eminem dropped a double ass cheek, triple ass cheek album with Revival. And I don't care. Nobody can convince me otherwise. That album was dookie. And any Eminem stand that thinks it wasn't is out of their fucking mind because everybody universally agrees that album was Duke Cheeks, okay? That album was so bad that Eminem held in all that shitty critiques, everybody that was shitting on it, just a big pile of dookie shit piling up, held in all that, smelled it, damn near ate it, sniffed it, everything, and decided to come back with Kamikaze, critiquing everybody else. And delivered a fire fucking album. I love Kamikaze. I think Kamikaze is... I think I ranked Kamikaze really high up when I ranked Eminem's albums. It's it's one of my favorite albums from Eminem. It's up there. I loved it. Because not only is he giving sh talking shit back to people, but delivering actually great music. I think only two tracks on there I don't like. And it was uh, the Good Guy, Bad Guy records. I forget what the fuck they're titled. But that's what Drake should do. Stop responding to the comments. Prove you're one of the goats. Battle with the best. Respond. You know, enough with the subliminals. I'm tired of guessing what bar is about who. On this album, he allegedly throws shots at Pusha T. It says, I pull up in Virginia, whatever the fuck. And then he throws shots at the weekend. Oh, we bump, you know, party next door, not the weekend. Uh, you know, whoever else he's throwing shots at, Rihanna. Like, but we have to guess these fucking subliminals. We have to guess if he's throwing these shots. You know, throw some fucking names out there, bro. And people are like, oh, Drake will give him clout if he throws names out there. Clout, clout, clout. Shut the fuck up, all right? Artists that are big. Here's a perfect example. I hate you have to bring up this GOAT. The GOAT, 50 Cent. Top, top of his game. Massacre, 1.14 million sold in four days, five days, whatever. Insane sales, dominating. 
What does he do? Drops piggy bank, calls out everybody. Says, fuck it, like seven, eight artists getting dissed on that track. Says, everybody wants it, let's go. All y'all. I'll take y'all machine gun. Let's blast all y'all. That's what Drake should do, man. Be in that competitive. That, that, that would ignite Drake. Because Eminem, that's where he got his ignition with Kamikaze. Boom, that shit skyrocketed. Boom, it sold half a million first week. Boom, everybody was talking about him. People were fucking with the music. That's the same thing would happen, what would happen with Drake. If he just took all those critiques, all these people saying this person is better than this person, respond to Kendrick. All the subliminals, go directly at him. All this shit Joe Bunn, go directly at him. All shit Charlemagne, go directly at him. Anybody throwing shots, you know, anybody. Go directly at him. You know, drop something like Kamikaze. And I would give you, I would lose my mind, especially if it's fire, you know, because obviously you can potentially miss with that, but at the end of the day, it's it's rare. When you have that, like, fire under you that people are critiquing you, talking shit, you would come out with some of the best music ever. But I'm going off track here. I think First Person Shooter is a good, great track. Not even good, but just great. Overall, great record. Um, I don't give a fuck with Yeet. That's pretty good. It's decent. Um, I'm not really a big fan of Yeet. Uh, let's see here where I go. Because I bumped this album four times. So, 8 a.m. in Charlotte. Loved it. Bars. I think people clowning him for the Yugoslavia line and those things. I think I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Uh, video is dope, too. So, salute to Drake. That's a great record. 8 a.m. Charlotte. Uh, I do hate the subliminals, though. If you're going at somebody, go directly. Or I don't really give a fuck to hear about you know, what you're, you young boys, like, go at NBA young boy. Don't just say you young boys. If you're going at NBA young boy, let me make it clear. Stop fucking throwing subliminals here. Um, and my favorite track on this album, Away From Home. I enjoy this track. I love the hook, marble floors, whatever the fuck he's saying, but it just reflecting on his past. Um, I enjoyed this track a lot. This is my favorite track on the album, Away From Home. I like this type of music from Drake, more mature music. I hate records like Rich Baby Daddy who popped that pussy and like fucking Sexy Red is a plague. Like she is horrible as an artist. I don't know how she got put on. I dislike her to the utmost. She is just not good for hip hop, period. I just don't like her at all. I don't know her as a person. I'm not, I'm not saying personally. I just know she, brought, she brings nothing to hip hop in any way, shape, or form. So... Her, I don't know why the fuck she's on this album. I, that's that's another reason I'm just like, this album's fucking horrible because it's like, why, why put this person on here? But three tracks, four, I could say that I enjoy. The rest are either horrible, bad, average, or decently good. Decent, good. Good is like, eh, you know, it's like I can maybe listen to it. Maybe it'll grow on me. And what are those type of records like uh, Amen? That, that's a good record that can probably grow on me. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, that's it. This album to me is like a four out of 10, maybe. And the disappointment comes, and this is what I fucking mean. Disappointment comes. If you're going to name an album for all the dogs, I'm hearing for that title, I want something, boom, aggressive for all the dogs. Men are aggressive, alpha males. I want something direct. You talking your shit. Listen, I'm about to fucking beat it. Beat it, Michael Jackson. Be, I'm going I'm, I'm to fucking surpass Michael Jackson, which he mentions, you know, on that first-person shooter. But I want more of that. I want direct shots. Talk to people. Say you're the fucking goat, and nobody can even step foot in this fucking realm with you and make it clear who you're talking to. 
don't have the subliminal Kendrick shots. Don't have subliminal young boy shots. Don't have subliminal fucking Pusha T shots. I want directness. You're talking about for all the dogs, dog. Like, so I, that's where I stand with this album. I'm not really a fan of it. Um, you know, uh, this is why Drake needs a hiatus, a break. And I don't blame him, man. I don't think Drake should be having this burden. Drake is a fucking immense talent. One of the greatest of all time, period. Like anybody debating that, he's top 10 all time. You could argue top five. So I'm not saying this to disrespect him. I'm saying this out of not being a yes man. Because anybody who thinks this album is one of Drake's best albums has one of, like Lil Yachty said like weeks before the album came out, Oh, it's going to be one of Drake's best albums, one of the some of the best lyrical things ever you're going to hear from him. That was the most inaccurate shit ever, bro. I didn't hear anything that was like top 50 of Drake's songs. This doesn't even come close. Um, maybe far away from home. I actually, that might be one of one of like that might be my might be or not far away from home, but away from home the record. Um, that might be one of my favorite Drake records. That's not my favorite of all time, but definitely top 20 maybe for me. I don't know. I got to think that through, but I enjoy that record a lot. I don't like that, man. I'm just going to be honest. Like I said, like I can't, there's nothing that I can get into. Or maybe I'm not, I'm getting old. I don't know. I'm only 28. So I don't, I think just rap in general has been so trash for a while right now that I'm just like this year, like the sales, I think Juicy J tweeted it. Sales has like slummeted 40% because the music has been repetitive garbage. We need something new. I, I think we're going to go back to the boom bap days because a lot of fashion is trending towards that. Like a lot of older stuff is being cooler now. Like uh, my friend was talking about one of those old like polar cameras, whatever, those Polaroid cameras, whatever they're fucking called. People are starting to use them now. A lot of the older 90s stuff is coming back. So I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind if like boom bap hip hop, like more 90s stuff started coming back, more bars. I wouldn't mind that at all, honestly. Like if that became the cool thing and all of a sudden those records go number one. I would be totally for that. I'm all for going back a little bit to kind of, you know, reframe things. But, you know, it would have been interesting if Juice World was alive, Pop Smoke, X, you know, these people, if they were alive, what would have happened to hip-hop? I think it would have definitely changed. It would have been a different thing. And I don't think Drake would have been, in, like, dominant like this. It's because those people passed away that it kind of, um, you know, has kind of not really evolved. Travis Scott did Utopia. I get it. Sold insane sales. But that, that, that album came and went. I don't really... Psh- what was I? What was I excited for this year? Lil Durk's album, but that was all right. Uh, Gunna's album, that was pretty good. Uh, maybe I'm forgetting. I'm probably forgetting a lot of projects because uh, Diddy album's pretty good, but that's not really hip hop. It's R and B. So you know, there hasn't been really much of anything that I've I've enjoyed in hip hop, and I don't blame Drake for wanting to take a break. I think he needs to get out of it because it's like, you know, you're not really innovating and you shouldn't be expected to innovate because you've been in this game for too long you know it should be other people so rap and hip-hop in general has been kind of boring and this album just kind of puts a stamp on it you know just to confirm it that this is not you know it's not going uh you know he might break these records and have these tracks go number one but are they really sticking when's the last time have you heard a drake record stick you know and been this like all crazy record that everybody's bumping it's been a minute man now, you can do that 21. Can you do something for me? I heard the shit out of that. Can you do something for me? Everybody was saying that. Cool. But, you know, do we have, like, records like In My Feelings where that shit was everywhere? Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? I heard that shit. I couldn't fucking escape it. 
everywhere. It's been a minute since we've got something like that from Drake. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think Certified Lover Boy had records here and there. But there hasn't been like a dominant Drake where it's just like, it's Drake. God's plan. God's plan. That's Scorpion again. Uh, that was the last time Drake had his kind of like dominant, dominant, dominant year. Like it was like on, you know, it was like, all right, this is Drake. It's Drake. That's all we're getting this summer is Drake or whatever, whatever time of the year. So, yeah, man, that's that's my take on the For All the Dogs. I'm not going to go over every fucking track because I don't really like every track. Uh, like I said, those three, first person shooter, 8 a.m. in Charlotte and away from home. Those three are amazing. I can even throw... Uh, What's that record that I mentioned earlier? I'm tripping right now. But yeah, you could throw like, you know, the Amen record with Tizo Touchdown uh, in there. You know, but really anything else. Maybe the record with Yeet. I don't give a fuck. But that's even, eh, I don't know. I'm kind of here and there with it. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for my 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 talk on this Drake shit. But, um, you know, Drake, like I said, Drake should... Either take a break or if you want, clap, clap back at people, man. Drop something that you're directly going at people. Make sure you're you're, you're making it clear you're dominant here. Um, other than that, you've kind of just been this TikTok rapper that's, that's adjusting to new sounds, which just kept you relevant for the most part. Um, but you're losing. You're losing people's ear. And I remember there's an interview that Drake did in 2013 when he dropped Nothing Was The Same. It was on 106 and Park, and this one Bow Wow was hosting 106 and Park. And Bow Wow threw some question out there. It was like, yo, you know, I don't know what the fuck he asked. Some question. And Drake responded saying, I'm going to keep doing this until people feel like they don't want to hear me anymore. And I will gracefully bow out. But I don't want to bow out when I'm like, you know, like Shaq on the Suns. You know, when Shaq was, you know, not Shaq anymore. And Michael Jordan was on the uh, Washington Wizards where he wasn't, you know, Michael Jordan anymore. And then Kobe after the Achilles thing, he just wasn't himself anymore. That's kind of where we're gotten with Drake right now, I think. And I think anybody disagreeing and saying, oh, he's doing all these sales and numbers. Yes, Drake will do numbers. Shit, Eminem did numbers. But it's not like Eminem is delivering great albums like that either with Revival and Marshall Mathers LP2. I don't like those two albums from him, but that's a whole different discussion. Um, but yeah, that's it for me for Drake. I think he should take a break. You know, if you want to go at people, go directly at them. I think that will make you more respected, rejuvenated, make you more hungrier. I don't think Drake should be expected to carry the sound. Drake has been delivering what's the sound for a while. Salute him for that. He's had one of the best runs. But right now it's time for him to kind of just disappear. Go away for a little bit. Don't be on social media. Just make people wonder what the fuck you're up to and what's going on. And then shit, boom, I don't know where to just drop your fucking album. That would be exciting. In three years, we hear from you. I, I, three years is fine. I'm willing to wait three years when you reach 40 years old. Maybe then you mature up a little bit. Music comes more mature. But I don't want to hear from you. After uh, he's saying I'm going to take a break about a year. I don't want to. That's not no fucking break, Drake. You've been doing that shit. You've been dropping an album every single year. I don't want to hear you taking a break for a year. That's nothing. You know, so. Yeah, that's my thoughts on For All the Dogs. That's my thoughts on what Joe Budden and Drake's going through. That's my thoughts on all that. Let's get into the Drake album ranking. I'm going to start with the worst one at number eight and then go to number one at the best one. And I'm going to give you kind of my reasoning for why they're ranked where they're ranked. And, uh, you know, that's just my ranking. Like I said, it's my opinion, not including mixtapes, not including collab albums, none of that, just straight studio albums that is released 
and I'm including for all the dogs because I listened to it four times and was pretty sure on how I feel about it. Number eight, honestly, never mind. This album is Drake's worst album. Listen to it through throughout this week because I knew I was going to be ranking Drake's albums. Listen to it. Was trying to find things that maybe the first time when it dropped and the second time I listened to it when it dropped that I missed or was like maybe I'm overreacting, but no. This album is just bad. It was a miss. It was house music. I, I salute his attempt, but it was a complete miss. Um, let me go over the track list and talk to you guys about what tracks I enjoyed, which there really isn't much. Um, I enjoyed Jimmy Crooks with 21 Savage, and that really wasn't house music. That was a totally different. That was like a setup for her loss of 21 Savage. So that's it. That's all I enjoyed. Uh, Sticky was was maybe a record that was good. Uh, you know how sticky you get. Yeah, but everything else I'm not a fan of. I could care less for this album. Just came and went to me. Um, and the, the, the thing about this album universally is that it's like the Eminem revival thing. Every Drake fan that I know that I'm friends with said that they don't like the album. They just never listened to it. They listened to it once and just never listened to it again. So uh, I think every, for the most part, 90% of people agree that this is Drake's worst album and it can't get any worse than this in terms of albums from Drake. So that is number eight. Honestly, never mind. Number seven for all the dogs. Like I just reviewed earlier in the podcast, uh, not really a great album. A four out of ten for me. Only three tracks I thought were great on the album. Not good, but just great, really great records, which is that first person shooter, 8 a.m. in Charlotte, and uh, you know, far away from home or away from home. I keep why do I keep saying far away from home? Like yeah, it's away from home. Uh those three tracks I like and the other ones, like I don't give a fuck what ye is all right. Um that other record was the title of the other one. Uh the record Amen with Tizo Touchdown is all right. Uh, and then you got other tracks that are just straight up not good at all. Um, it just sounds like Drake is lazy on this album. Sounds like he doesn't care. Sounds like he's just getting a product out there for people. Um, especially with the title, I was expecting more aggressive records, more bars, more rapping. Didn't get any of that. Too long of an album as well. Uh, missed on that as well. Honestly, never mind. was a short 14-track album which could have been executed very well had it, had it just been done the right way. Um, 14 tracks is more than enough. I enjoy 14 tracks on albums. 16, maybe 18 at max, but anything over 18, I think, in my opinion, you're pushing it. I don't really want to hear you know, over an 18-track album. It's just too much. Damn near double disc at that point. So, uh, yeah, that's number seven. This album, to me, is I don't think it's going to change. Maybe, since it's so new and I'm ranking it at seven, maybe it might change over the years. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. There is something on this list that changed for me because when I was listening to all of Drake's studio albums, I thought differently about this album, which I never thought I would, but I'll talk about it a little bit later. So number seven for all the dogs. Number six, Certified Lover Boy. Um, this is why I say Drake's recent run has been horrible. Besides the collab album with 21 Savage, which I, for the most part, enjoyed, and I think most people enjoyed He's been on a bad three-album run, I think. Certified Lover Boy isn't as bad as For All the Dogs, and honestly, never mind. But it's not to a Drake standard to me. It's not. It's a great album, I think. It's not great, but I want to say good. So I'd give it like a 6 out of 10, maybe. Um, now that I've listened back to it, too, it's like a 6 out of 10. So The ranking here is if it's 5 out of 10, it's average. 6 to 7 out of 10, it's good. 
eight to nine out of 10, it's great. And then, you know, 10 out of 10 is obviously classic. Anything below five out of 10, four out of 10 and all this is just bad. And then if it's like a two, it's just dookie shit. Two and one is just like dookie. But, um, yeah, I, I give this album maybe a six out of 10. So it's, it's a good, good, it's above average. It's a good album. It's nothing like, you know, it had Drake drop this, you know, um, I don't know. What am I talking about? I had Drake drop this earlier? I don't know. Maybe, maybe early in his career, I probably wouldn't have critiqued it as much. But when you have so much projects that he's dropped that are great, comparing it to them, it's like this album just doesn't. You know, had Drake dropped this as a second album, maybe I would have been like, okay, you know, I could see where this is going. But yeah, this this album wasn't didn't have much records to me that were like, whoa. I was like going back to. Uh, let me go over. Let me go over some of the tracks here. Uh, let's see. So you got. You got Champagne Poetry was all right. Poppy's Home was all right. Girls One Girls was pretty good. In the Bible was good. Love All was good. Uh, no Fair Trade, No Way Too Sexy, No TS Union, NTD, No Pipe Down. No, yeah, a lot of these. Rack. Knife Talk was good. <sighs> I don't know. A couple of these other ones that I forget titles of and what I was listening to. But some of these other tracks were decent as well. So it had records here and there that were good. But the album just overall, like I said, 6 out of 10, it didn't really didn't stick with me like normal Drake albums did. And, you know, it's number six on the list for me. And that's when he released, I think that's his sixth album, maybe. Was it? Yeah. Was it a sixth? Yeah, it was a sixth album. So six, that's uh, sixth album. So, um, number five. And this is the album that I, I expect to be lower on my list. I honestly expected this album to be lower on my list. But after going back and listening to it, I was wrong in saying that he kind of fell off at this moment. Maybe because at that moment when I was listening to the album, I was comparing it to what he released previously on the, and on the run that he was on. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Views. Views is number five, and I expected it to be lower because I remember when Views dropped, a lot of people were clowning a lot of the bars, a lot of the stuff he was saying, like, I got more chains than Chaining Tatum or... Uh, you know, he just had lines there that people were clowning him for and the album just getting its own. That's the thing about a lot of Drake albums is they get shitted on the first come out, which I don't understand. Over time, they get better for people, I think. And that's that's the fair criticism of, of what, what, what people do. It's unfair to Drake, obviously, but for these last three, the Certified Lover Boy for All the Dogs, and honestly, never mind, they haven't aged well for me. So that's when you know Drake's missing. Because at first, like when views drop, people were shitting on it, but... As the years went on, people started enjoying it more and more, and people understood where he's coming from. How that was his first time he sold a million records first week, first time he ever had a number one hit as a solo lead artist with one dance. So he, you know, he accomplished a lot that that album. And I, when I went back listening to it, I gave this album a lot of critique because think about this: Drake was on an insane run. Drop, take care. Drop, nothing was the same. Then dropped, if you're reading this, it's too late. Like, that run right there was amazing. So I'm thinking nothing was the same. If you're reading this too late, it's just a mixtape. What the fuck is Views going to be? Boom drops. It didn't quite match those. But, you know, it, now going back to it, listening to it, when I listened to it this past week, you know, I was I was being a little too harsh on the album. I think it's a, it's a great, great album. I give it a 7, maybe 8. Uh, I could put it in damn near... Yeah, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Um, it had great records. Let me go over the track list here. Uh, yeah, people were clowning him. Like, here's here's an example. The 9. You know, now it's up upside down. It's a 6 now or some shit. People are clowning him for that. But keep the family close. All right. 9 is all right. You with me is dope. 
Uh, Hype is very dope. Western Road Flow is very dope. Uh, I think With You I enjoyed as well. Uh, Still Here, Controla, One Dance, Pop Style, The Views Title Track, and Hotline Bling I enjoyed. So those are the records I enjoyed. I think Fire and Desire I enjoyed as well. I don't know. But I enjoyed a majority of this album. It was a really, really... Uh, it was long, once again, uh, 20 cuts with the bonus cut of Hotline Bling, but it was a pretty good album, you know, pretty good album. 7 out of 10, I enjoyed it. Um, and I, I gave it too, too harsh of a critique at the time when it came out. So this is do, this is where I do feel like Drake was slowly, even though it was his most successful commercial album in terms of first week sales, number one hits, it just felt like it didn't, it didn't have that chokehold that, like, the previous Drake albums had. I don't know. To me, it th- not actually. Never mind. I disagree with that. I'm tripping because one dance was all over the fucking place. Hotline Bling was all over the place. I'm tripping on that. It did have that chokehold. I, I think I. I don't know why I'm thinking of it because of my my anticipation of this album. That's where it's skewing my like thoughts about this album because of that insane run Drake was going on. And then all of a sudden views drops, and to me, it doesn't live up to those to that run. I critique it a lot harsher than I do other albums. So. It was a great album. It had its chokehold on, on music at that moment as well. So I take that back. It did have its chokehold. So to me, that is number five. Number four is Scorpion. This was the last time Drake was dominant. Like clear dominant. You know, nobody could say records that were on the radio constantly playing like I just talked about earlier on the podcast. Uh, this album was amazing. In its own right. I think it was an 8 out of 10. I give it an 8 out of 10. It was a very, very great album. Um, the problem with it. This is the number one problem with this album. It was way too long. Way too long. A lot of these could have, a lot of these records could have just been, you know, taken out. Um, and a lot of it would have been great. Like, I, I like the fact that he split it with rap and R&B. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad that he finally did that once. Tried it out. Um, and it went well. Like, the rap side... Love nonstop, love elevate, love God's plan, love I'm upset, love eight out of ten, love mob ties. I think I like uh, talk up with Jay Z. I like Sanders Rose a little bit too. So talk up with Jay Z is pretty cool. So like what I'm talking about out of the twelve tracks, I like like eight of them. Nine. That's good. That's very good. That means you're you're doing great. Go on the R and B side. I like Jaded. I like Nice for What. I like. That's how you feel. Blue tint in my feelings. Don't matter to me with Michael Jackson was fire. It don't matter to me. Like that should have been pushed a lot more. I felt like they could have got like a number one, you know, beat it, beat it. That type of number one. Uh, So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this album a lot. I think this is the last time Drake really had a great album to me where I could be like, he's dominating and he delivered a great project. After, but this this is what I mean. This is why this album was great too, because he was battling a Pusha T and Kanye. He was having these these things ignite him. You know what came out of that fucking battle? Mob ties. One of my favorite Drake 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 songs of all time. Mob ties, and that came because he was sitting with uh, LeBron James in that that show that he has, that barber show where they're sitting and chilling. Chilling. Uh, he said, "Mob ties came from all this. It came from all this." you know, beef with Pusha T and Kanye. This is what I mean. Drake, every artist needs some type of battle and beef to get the best out of him. Mob Ties is one of the best Drake tracks of all time. I think anybody dis- disagreeing with that is just tripping. Mob Ties is just, 
the sound of that song, it just it feels mob. Like, I feel like I'm fucking part of the Sopranos or some shit. You know, the dun, 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 dun. you know, it just, it's a fire record, man. Uh, and that's, that's, that's what, that's what sparked him is that battle, that, that competition to put that on there. Cause this album wouldn't be as great if it didn't have mob ties on there. So that's what I mean. Drake should compete more. This is proof of it. I really enjoy this album. Uh, God's plan is one of my favorites as well. God's plan, God's plan. But uh, I like that record with, with uh, Michael Jackson. And don't matter to me <laughs> how the beat goes. <laughs> it's fire, man. Uh, this album was great. I enjoyed this album a lot. Uh, number four, Scorpion. Here is my top three Drake albums. Top three. Thank Me Later is at number three. I really, really love Thank Me Later. I think Thank Me Later is is criminally underrated for Drake, even though he didn't have that huge commercial success because Over didn't really chart that well, and then Find Your Love was good. It charted like a number five, I think, on the billboard. Uh, but it had the features. It had everybody kind of contributing in the right way, and I enjoyed it, man. Fireworks, amazing, amazing track. Great way to start the album. Fireworks. <laughs> the noise of the fireworks, great. Um over i love show me a good time oh yeah oh yeah i just didn't like karaoke and the resistance i think those two tracks were all right uh, up all night that that beat is devious man uh who the fuck boy wonder you know Nicki minaj killed it uh fancy oh you fancy huh oh you fancy yeah that killed it shut it down down dream killed it unforgettable jeezy killed it light up oh my god don't even get me started with light up and jay-z predicted a lot of that miss me amazing uh, find your love, amazing. Thank me now, amazing. So this album was damn near a classic, man, to me. Damn near, it was very close. Um, you can thank me now. Even ended off pretty good, man. So uh, it's missing a couple like the CC's interlude, um, uh, you know, interludes, or whatever. Uh, what is an fan of the resistance and karaoke? But uh, other than that, I enjoyed it, man. So three tracks out of, and it wasn't super long of an album. Fourteen tracks. That's what I mean. Fourteen tracks. Don't fucking extend them to what they're extended to. You get greater music with shorter albums. This is my point here. So I give this album 8.5, damn near a 9. It's it's basically a 9 to me because, what, three tracks out of 14? That's 11 out of 14. That's basically a 9 to me. So I enjoyed the fuck out of this album. I still go back to it here and there and listen to it, especially, like, records like Light Up, uh, Up All Night, uh, Unforgettable, Jeezy, like, you know, fireworks too, like fireworks. Like it's just amazing, man. Uh, enjoyed it. So number two, and this is where a lot of people debate me and say this. No, I like this album more. Take care is number two. And there's a reason why I put it at number two. And that's not a bad ranking at all. Number two is, you know, what the fuck's wrong with number two shit. First is the worst. Second is the best. Third is the one with the polka dot jazz. So there you go. No, I'm just playing. Uh, number two, take care. I, I think the album hit on everything. I just think it was too R&B-ish for me, one. It was a lot longer. Now, you're looking with the I, with the iTunes bonus tracks. You're looking at 20 records. Without that, you're looking at 18. And the fact that four of the tracks off this album were co-written, co-produced, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They were with The Weeknd. The Weeknd contributed to four of these tracks on this album. So let's go over the album. Uh, over My Dead Body, I enjoyed Headlines. So Shot For Me, I didn't really enjoy. Headlines, I enjoyed Crew Love. 
take care of Marvin's room, uh, buried alive interlude. Underground Kings, oh my God, it's probably one of my favorites, man. We'll be fine. I enjoy Make Me Proud. Lord knows. Uh, the camera says good ones go. Or ah, That was all right. Doing it wrong. That was all right. The real her. Look what you've done. Look what you've done to me. Uh, like, I love that record, too. Uh, hell yeah, fucking right. Practice. Tun, tun, tun. I got to bump this album, you know, again, fully. Because I've been bumping a lot of these Drake albums throughout this week. But this one, I got to go through fully. Uh, the ride is all right. So the motto I love, hey, sleeping alone, I love. So you're looking at out of a 20-track album, there's one, two, three, three tracks I don't like out of a 20-track album. So that tells you right there why it's number two. Out of 20 tracks, only three I don't like. This is a nine, damn near 9.5 to me. Um. You know, nailed it, man. I think I think this is where I realized this is where I was like, okay, this guy is not just like a joke. This guy is like legitimately a great artist. And then the number one album from Drake. This is when I realized Drake is the man. This is the guy. This is the guy moving forward. This is where we're gonna be listening to for a while. This guy isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And that is number one album from Drake. Nothing was the same. I think anybody debating, arguing that this album isn't the best album from Drake is out of their mind. This album, even Drake himself says, was the perfect balance between singing and rapping, and everything was just executed perfectly at that time. On top of that, there was a lot of discussion about who is the best, because Cole was coming up, Wale, Kendrick, and Drake was still, you know, is Drake this guy? Is he the number one solidified guy? Because Kendrick had dropped Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, Wale had dropped Ambition. Uh... J. Cole had dropped the Cole story and then was getting to drop, getting, was dropped Born Center, which I could argue with you guys. Born Center is the best album to drop in 2013, but people want to argue, you know, other. I like Born Center more than Nothing Was the Same, but that's just my opinion. We can get into that later. Regardless, Nothing Was the Same was just perfect. At that moment, you know, I was, because when Nothing Was the Same, I finally graduated high school in 2013. It was, uh, well, I graduated in, Mar- in May. 2013 then went to college and when the album came out was when I started college the issue the reason why I mention it is because when I was in high school and Drake dropped thank me later and take care I would argue with people about hip-hop all the time and say ah Drake so I would have this kind of not a hate towards Drake but I would be like ah man Drake okay he's delivered some good albums okay but they're not that great they're not like 50 they're not like M they're not like you know Wayne or whoever the fuck I was talking about comparing him to like other artists but, you know, I had graduated, got to college, so I couldn't really argue with the same people musically. I was arguing with different people. But at this moment, I realized, okay, Drake is that guy. There's no, like, there's no trying to argue it, debate over it. When nothing was the same drop to me, boom, it's stamped that, hey, I fuck with Drake. Drake is one of the best artists that's ever come out in hip-hop. Um, nothing was the same to me. Let's go over the album. It's just perfection. Like, I, there isn't a single track I dislike on this album. That's why it's a classic to me. That's why I give it a 10 out of 10. Um, let's go over it. Tuscan leather. One of the greatest intros. How long is this intro for? You know, just fucking killing it. Uh, furthest thing from perfect. Like everyone I know I've been creeping on low. Like, come on, bro. Started from the bottom. Now we here. Wu-Tang forever. Own it. Own it. I love that fucking own it. Uh, worst behavior from time. Hold on. We're going home. Connect the language. Oh, I love the language, man. I don't know why they're the lions. Like, I fucking love that 305 to my city. Too much, too much, too much. I love that record, too. That's one of my favorite Drake songs of all time. 
and then Pound Cake with Paris Morton Music 2 featuring Jay-Z. Then even the bonus tracks were fucking fire. Come Through, All Me, dun, dun, that's All Me, and then The Motion. I love, that is one of my favorite tracks. I'm just this motion. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I was going through my own emotional shit with girls at the time, so that record sticks with me, The Motion especially. But yeah, there's nothing that I dislike on this album. It's perfection. This is perfection. And then what, here's my point. It wasn't long, man. It wasn't drowning you with 90 million records. This is why Drake is missed with a lot of these newer albums. It's just too fucking long. I don't want to hear a 20, 25, 23 track wreck like album. Scorpion was 24. For All the Dogs, 23. Certified Lover Boy, 19, 20, whatever. Like all these albums are too long, bro. This was and this this was a thirteen track album without the bonus cuts. You add the bonus cuts is fifteen tracks. Then you add the Best Buy Deluxe, uh, International Deluxe, add sixteen. So you have to buy a fucking bonus of a bonus album just to get sixteen tracks. That's why I like this album, man. Great, great balance of R and B and rap. And when he was rapping, he was boy, it was that aggressive rap, that language, Tuscan leather talk. Like, that's what I like from Drake. I like that. I like that aggressive, like, I don't know why the fuck they've been lying, but nope, your shit's not that inspiring. Like, he was going at, I think he was going at Kendrick on that bitch, man. So, that's what I'm saying, man. This was the more aggressive Drake, the more balanced Drake, the more accurate, articulate. Everything was in motion for this guy. When this album dropped, I was like, all right, this is the guy. I can't debate it. I can't argue it. There's nobody dropping better music. Then this, nothing was the same. Obviously, I like Born Center, J. Cole's Born Center. I can argue that with you guys another time. But I like Born Center. I When when, when J. Cole dropped Born Center, I automatically called it a classic. I knew off the rip. I loved every fucking track off that album, and it's a long album. How long is Born Center? I got to remind, remind myself, because that bitch was like, it had even a deluxe version, which included that, uh, included the, the, the third installment of his series that he had. I forget what the fuck it was, but let's see where Born Center's at. So the standard version of Born Center is 16 tracks. So already it's it's matching Nothing Was the Same deluxe version. And then you had the deluxe edition with the Truly Yours 3. And that had another, what, one, two, three, four, five tracks. So it's 21 tracks in total. And that motherfucker did not miss out on all those 21 tracks. That's why I say Born Center is the, the better album. But that's a whole different, I'm, I'm getting too hyped up on that. A whole different debate. But Born Center was a whole fucking, like, that was a monster, bro. That was a monster album. Anyways, nothing was the same. Perfectly executed. At this moment, to me, it was between, yeah, this is, it was like so hard because Kendrick dropped Good Kid, Mad City, and I was just like, man, who the fuck are these three guys? Who am I going to like the most? When J. Cole, when Kendrick dropped Good Kid, Mad City, I was losing my mind. I was like, yeah, Kendrick's the guy because I felt that was better than Take Care. Then J. Cole drops Born Center. I'm like, this is the fucking guy right here. This is the guy that got it. Classic. Then I go to fucking Drake drops. Nothing was the same. I was like, yes, this is the guy. I don't know who the fuck's the guy. Uh, that's when hip hop was fun. Uh, like I'm saying right now, we're not having those moments. Uh, that's we need moments like that. Anyways, uh, nothing was the same is Drake's best album. Perfectly executed. Classic top to bottom. Um, you know, there's no, no misses for me. Even the bonus tracks, like nothing missed on this album. I think anybody, you know, I could see where people like take care, but they, you know, that, that weekend stuff, and then some of the tracks were just too slow and too, you know, if you like the R&B, you know, Drake, I get it, but this had, like, a good R&B of Drake that was like, okay, you know what, I can fuck with this. This isn't, like, something that's, like, you know, um, from time, what's up? 
it's been a minute. Like, that was fire. Like, everything about it was fire. Just hold on. We're going home. Fuck, man. We're going home to hits. Classics. Anyways, uh, yeah, Drake nailed this. I think this is Drake's best album. And this is why I critique Views so hard, because Drake had dropped Take Care. Great fucking album. Damn near classic. Nine, 9.5 out of 10. Then drops not some of the same. 10 out of 10. Then drops If You're Reading This Too Late, which is a fucking 9, out of nine, nine to 9.5 out of 10. Fucking amazing mixtape. Then goes to Views. And it was like, okay, I was expecting like fucking nothing was the same. And if you're reading this, it's too late on steroids. But I get it. You know, he had a great run. Um, but that's my Drake album ranking. Number eight, honestly, never mind. Number seven for all the dogs. Number six, certified lover boy. Number five, views. Number four, Scorpion. Number three, thank me later. Number two, take care. And number one, nothing was the same. Uh, I think in the future, I'm going to rank everything that Drake has dropped. I think that's going to be another one that I want to do where I just include the mixtapes and include the, the joint albums and everything. Um, but this is why I'm saying Drake has lost his, his, his touch because the lowest ranked albums are the most recently released ones because they're not that good. Certified Lover Boy for all the dogs. And honestly, never mind that three album run. Like I said, I can make the argument that, uh, you know, it's the worst three album run from a hip hop artist of his level. Don't compare it to fucking Soldier Boy. I'm talking the top dogs, Kanye, Eminem, Jay-Z, Nas, Drake, uh, J. Cole, Kendrick, those top dogs that are releasing music. It's probably the worst three-album run. Like, Eminem gets critiqued. Eminem had a bad two-album run with MMLP2, which I know some people are like, oh, I love Marshmallow's LP2. Eh, it was all right. Then you got Revival, which was horrible, which is like Drake's, honestly, never mind, horrible. And then it bounced back with kamikaze but drake's been on this like three album run that's been and eh, it's like certified lover boy was all right then it just we got horrible with honestly never mind then it got a little bit better with for all the dogs but yeah it's a bad bad album run man uh and that's it that's it for me talking about drake right now i know this whole damn near this whole podcast is about drake but i wanted to touch that you know i want to touch down about drake's music drake's career i think he needs that break he should get that break and Let's make it very clear that, that Drake is one of the best artists that's ever existed, period. I think anybody clowning him, saying that he's not, or saying that he you know, he, he gets people written, no, he's written for other people. So that whole, if you're reading This Is Too Late with Quentin Miller, that was just for that mixtape. Uh, there's moments where artists have gotten helped writing things. All artists have done it at a certain point. Um, and it's all right if you get help with hooks and stuff like that. And a lot of that was Drake was getting, Drake's giving out hits to people, so... Uh, Drake gets critiqued for that and little things here and there. He gets critiqued a lot, but that's that's the standard he set for himself. And, you know, when you're at that level, you get critiqued about everything. LeBron James gets critiqued about literally every fucking thing he does. And it's like, bro, it's not that fucking serious. Oh, LeBron's a crybaby. LeBron does. So it's like the same shit with Drake. He's getting critiqued about everything. So at this point in his career, take a break. Uh, you've solidified yourself as one of the greatest of all time. You're breaking all these records. You've had a longest, you've had the longest run in hip hop ever. Uh, Cause nobody's ever taken, you know, he hasn't taken a break, dropped an album every other year, damn near. So, or a project or something or featured on something or did something or helped an artist do this or that. So, uh, you know, salute Drake, man. I think he, I think uh, a lot of his critiquing is crazy. But Drake, Drake, Drake is obviously at the top of his game, has been one of the best. So he's going to get critiqued the most about things. 
and that's just what comes with the territory. But to clown Drake and say he's garbage, he's not talented, you're just a hater at that point. I think you, you know, people who say that would just clown Drake and say, you know, oh, he's in the, he's an R and B, he's he's this, he's this. No, man, the guy can rap. The guy spanked Meek Mill, but spanked Common. Uh, you know, other artists have spanked him, but you know, he he, he it's not like he wasn't holding his own. You know, the whole Pusha T thing. I think, you know, yeah, Pusha T did his thing, and in my opinion. Sorry, I hit my face with the mic. In my opinion, uh, won in that battle, but Drake, you know, Duppy, Duppy freestyle is hard, man. To say that Drake didn't do his thing in it is is, is also another type of hating type of thing. But uh, yeah, man, uh, shout out to Drake, one of the greatest to ever do it. Take that break. It's well-deserved. You've delivered, you know, music for people to consume for a while, man. Uh, take a three-year to five-year hiatus. I'm all for it. I welcome it. Uh and uh, hopefully you come back with something that's like, you know, it's like undeniable. Like that nothing was the same. Take Care, Views, uh, Scorpion, you know, those albums that were like so dominant that we were just hearing about you 24-7. I think that's still possible with Drake. Uh, if anybody, if you could bet against anybody, it shouldn't be Drake. Drake can deliver you guys. It's, uh, that's always been proven, you know, back to back to back. So, yeah, salute to Drake, man. Uh, despite this, for all the dogs not being that great, we cannot, you know, dismiss his career and be like he's garbage. He's not. That's 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 wild. That's wild to say. And I will never say that. That'll never come out of my mouth. I think a lot of what is released recently isn't good, but that happens, man. Every artist has their ups and downs. Uh, there are moments where I thought J Cole, like right now, everybody thinks J Cole is one of the best ever, and he rightfully so. But there were moments where I was like, what the fuck is this for your eyes only? That album to me, I did not like. I think it's his worst album ever. Then he dropped KOD, and I was like, eh, it's not bad. It's okay. So. Cole has those moments. I could argue Kendrick, you know, I don't know. Kendrick to me hasn't really had those moments. I think uh, I liked every album. So, I mean, Kendrick, but then again, Kendrick took a five-year hiatus. So it's like a huge gap. So he's still got a lot more to drop. He's only dropped, if you count the Section 80 album, uh, he's dropped what? Section 80, Good Kid, Mad City, to Pimp Butterfly, damn, five albums. So without counting that, because it wasn't a major label, he's dropped four. So... He's still got a lot, lot more to drop, um, but he's getting his own critique, like the Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. A lot of people saying that shit was ass, which I, I don't think so. I enjoyed a lot of tracks off there. I still bump a lot of tracks on this, uh, on that album. But uh, yeah, everybody has their moments, man. There's nothing wrong with, with with an artist having a slump and people not liking something, man. Nobody's perfect, you know. As much as we thought Drake is perfect, there's gonna be moments where you're just not delivering what you're delivering. You're uninspired. You, the flame runs out. That's why I'm saying he should beef. He should battle. Because when that happens, we get a fucking mob ties. We get a back-to-back. We get these duppy, we get these dope records that people enjoy. So, uh, you know, even the language, that's that, 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 that subliminal shots at Kendrick that people are saying. So, you know, records like that just are a fire. They're an undeniable fire. So, uh, salute to Drake. Uh, that's really it. There's new music that I want to go through. Let's see here. Uh, but most people were just talking about uh, Drake, Drake, Drake. So, let's go over this new music list. New music, uh, of course, the Drake album for all the dogs, Earl Sweatshirt and the Alchemist, Bjor Dior album. I gotta check that out. Sounds interesting. Denzel Curry, TBA, Nines, Cop Circle 3, Fabio Forum, Why Would I, Thames, Me and You, and then, you know, obviously it's uh, the Drizzy Drizzy. So let's go to album sales. I'm curious to see. Uh, Drake is projected to do 400 to 450,000 first week. So if he does that, uh, Travis Scott beats him because he did like 480. So he's going to have, Travis Scott's still going to have the highest selling hip-hop album first week. 
uh, I think of maybe this year. I could be wrong, though, because I know somebody else, probably somebody from Country Drop, did some insane numbers. But uh, let's go over the charts. Morgan Wallen, one thing at a time, is at number one. Back to number one, because last week was number three. With 73,000 sold. Rod Waves at number two in Nostalgia at 70,000. Olivia Rodrigo at number three down from number one at 66,000. Ed Sheeran, Autumn, Autumn Vari- Vibra- Variations. Uh, debuted at number four with 65,000. Zach Bryan, self-titled album, is at number five with 58,000. SZA, SOS at number six with 45,000. Travis Scott, Utopia, number seven with 45,000. Taylor Swift, number eight. Midnight's with 43,000. Doja Cat, Scarlet, number nine at 40,000. Taylor Swift, Lover, at number 10 with 40,000. Going down the charts, Taylor Swift all over the charts. Drake, 21 Savage, Her Loss, number 24 with 21,000. Gonna Gift and a Curse, number 27 with 20,000. Drake, Certified Lover Boy, number 29 with 19,000. Metro Boom and Heroes and Villains, number 31 with 19,000. Lil Wayne, The Fix Before the Six. Uh, debuted at number 32 with 18,000. I don't know why they count mixtapes as sale, but streaming platforms, that's what it is. Lil Tecca Tecca, number 36 with 18,000. Drake Take Care, number 37 with 17,000. Lil Baby My Turn, number 39 with 17,000. Eminem Curtain Call, number 43 with 16,000. And that's it for album sales. So, yeah, clearly Take Care has been on here for a while. That's probably going to be his first Diamond album. Which I disagree. Should be nothing was the same, but it is what it is. Uh, that's it for today's episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. A lot of the Drake talk, Drake, 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 Drizzy. Um, but, uh, you know, my honest thoughts, my honest rankings of everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, I, I like I said, man, Drake, Drake is one of the greatest of all time. Anybody who denies that is just, you know, straight up hating. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Let me know what you guys think of my album rankings. Let me know what you guys think of the new Drake album as well. Uh, let me know. Keep your comments, you know, everything. Send me send me Twitter, whatever, uh, comments on the YouTube videos. If you're listening to audio, you know, you can send me DMs, whatever you might you might, might feel comfortable doing. Uh, you know, stream us, Spotify, Deezer, Pocket Cast, all that, YouTube. Have an amazing night, day, whenever you're listening to this. And peace.